brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Good afternoon, America. Good afternoon, New York State. Good afternoon, Irondequoit here in Rochester, New York. This is Chad Hummel on the Got Freedom podcast. Although I do have uh, votes coming in every day uh, for a name change, right? Austin mentioned it just moments ago before we went live on air. Oh, yeah? Did I? Is Austin here? I Yes, hello. Uh, there I, I am. Yes. Yeah. See? yeah. You're not officially here until I see the thumbs up, Austin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got the thumbs up from Austin. Yeah, Austin mentioned before we went live, um, he threw out a phrase, buy more ammo. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm not sure where he got that from. So Heard it somewhere. Put it in the hopper, and um, it'll, uh, it'll run its course through the, the legislative process here at the We the People podcast network. Uh, for uh, for a determination on whether or not a name change will be coming. Um, I doubt it. Maybe we'll just add that to a T-shirt or something. I think we're going to stick with uh, with God Freedom. Not sure if I, uh, I'm sure I did it at some point, explain to all of my viewers out there, all of my listeners out there, where the name God Freedom came from. Do you recall, Austin, if I explained that to, to everyone or not? Uh, you were drinking milk and you're like, ah, <laughs> ironic questions. You I can do that. You weren't paying attention that day in uh, podcasting school, Austin, when we when when I gave the lesson on where the God Freedom podcast name came from. Um, so where did it come from? Um, we go to Williamsburg every year. The family goes to Williamsburg um, in Virginia. And uh, there's this awesome restaurant that we go to called. Um, the hell's the name of the restaurant? Austin, what's the name of the restaurant? Sorry, which restaurant? <laughs> How the hell can I forget? I think I forgot the name of the restaurant the last time too. Probably. Maybe, maybe I'm making this all up. No, there's a uh, there's a restaurant. Oh my god! How can I? <laughs> Hold on a second. I got to look this up now. This is killing me. Williamsburg. Bear with me, folks. I'm just looking this up. Williamsburg, Virginia. I do like Colonial Williamsburg. That's that's where it is. Well, yeah. Colonial Williamsburg is the best. Dude, it's so good. Uh, oh, it's uh, I I just thought of it. Food for thought. 
So oh. there's a restaurant. There's a restaurant called Food for Thought. We stumbled across it, I don't know, eight, nine years ago uh, when we started going there. And they sell T-shirts. And one of the T-shirts that they sell says, Got Freedom, on the front. And on the back, there is an awesome uh, Ronald Reagan quote regarding uh, capitalism and freedom. So it just uh, kind of stuck um, when I first saw it, I bought the t-shirt. I still have it and it's my, uh, favorite t-shirt. So that's where the name came from. The got freedom podcast. Um, all right. So with that said, there'll be a test later on that. Some topics I want to cover today. We are going to cover COVID. What? Yeah. COVID. No way. Yeah, has anyone ever heard of that? I I don't think I've heard anybody talk about that for like two years. <laughs> well, you know what, Austin? On the Got Freedom podcast, we are cutting edge news, cutting edge topics, uh, but all kidding aside, cutting edge takes, right? So, of uh -huh. course, while the rest of the world, the rest of the podcast community and the mainstream media uh, may talk about the same topics, only here on the Got Freedom podcast will you truly get a unique take um, and an accurate take, of course, on the topics that we're talking about. So we are going to get into COVID. Of course, more specifically, I want to talk about the mandate, the new Department of Health, Order of the Commissioner of Health, County of Erie, Mark Polenkartz, County Executive, um, Gail R. Bernstein, who is the Commissioner of Health, a, a freshly signed and printed uh, order that was signed, dated November 23rd, 2021. That's today. So there is a new mandate in town, so to speak, and we are going to cover that. Um, the funny thing is, is it's really not all that new. Uh, it's just regurgitation of the same uh, tyrannical medical policies that have led to nowhere as far as uh, the so-called cure for COVID. And then uh, along those same lines, I have a video uh, from none other than uh, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci was inter uh, interviewed by one of the talking heads at uh, CNN, and it's about a seven-minute video. I didn't, because I have a day job, unfortunately, I didn't have time to break the video down, but we'll try to play it right from the start, get through the video. Of course, you know that I won't be able to get through a seven-minute video with all of my outtakes uh, unless we stayed here for about four or five hours. So I'll try to be good. I'll try to play through most of the parts of the video, and you can just uh, listen for yourself, draw your own conclusions for the most part, and and hear right from the, the horse's ass, I would say the horse's mouth, but I don't think there's a difference when it comes to uh, Dr. Fauci, you'll hear right from the horse's ass um, what his latest take is on COVID and masks and vaccines and lockdowns. Then, of course, uh, today is uh, is the topics of of today, so to speak. These are the topics, of course, everyone's talking about. Has the Rittenhouse trial gotten old yet? I don't know. Obviously, the verdict came in since the last time we spoke, but I don't really want to discuss the particulars of the trial and the verdict. I just want to use um, what happened to uh, Kyle Rittenhouse more as just an illustration of, of self-defense. I'll just briefly touch on that topic of self-defense, and then we'll move on from that. And then last but not least, of course, Thanksgiving's coming up, 
Uh, today is Tuesday, November 23rd. Thanksgiving is in, in two short days. So likely you are going to be gathering around the table, gathering around the kitchen, gathering around the living room, uh, perhaps taking a smoke break or a mask break out in the garage uh, where your family members will be asking to see your vaccination card. Uh, so there'll be lots of discussions um, at Thanksgiving. And, you know, I honestly hope that your family is able to get together and enjoy the holiday without much of a uh, an angry political discussion. But nonetheless, politics inevitably is going to come up. And I am going to provide you with some ammunition because I bought more ammo. I'm going to provide you with some ammunition in order to help you uh, disabuse the uh, politically leaning left-wing progressives in your family of this notion that the rich don't pay their fair share and that the you know 55 of the top corporations in America aren't paying uh, enough taxes and so on and so forth. So we'll talk about that topic as well. All right. So let's uh, let's jump into this COVID thing uh, here in Erie County. So as I mentioned in my hands here, oh, Wow, Austin's so good. He pulled it right up on the screen. I got you. I, I'm holding it up here in front of the camera so that people don't have to look at, at, at you know, look at me. <laughs> oh, real, real quick. Let me just back up. So, look at, look at how, look at how well I'm dressed today, Austin. What do you think? You look good. Do I match? Yeah, yeah. I like, sure? I like, I like the uh... the blue and the pink. Do they go together? Yeah. No. You know, it's uh, it's good. You know what my wife said to me? Yeah. See, you're you're a lot nicer than, than she is. <laughs> My wife stopped by the office today because she had to check out the 24-pound turkey that is in the refrigerator here in the basement of uh, Titus Avenue, the We the People podcast studios here, high above uh, the streets of Irondequoit, New York. And uh, we had our daughter's uh, birthday party this past weekend, so the refrigerator was pretty full, getting ready for the for the birthday party, all the food and the desserts that went along with that. And it also happened to be uh, the weekend that I had to go pick up my pre-ordered fresh organic turkey that I purchased from uh, Fisher Hills Farms um, in Finger Lakes, in the Finger Lakes region of, of New York here. So I went and picked up the turkey Saturday morning, the 24-pound turkey, and I was kind of figuring, well, you know what? I'll just keep it in the garage for the next few days. It'll be cold enough. And my wife wisely uh, mentioned that, you know, the temperature will fluctuate, things like that. Really not a good idea. She suggested that that I put it in the, uh, in the refrigerator here at the office. That was a great idea. So I did that, uh, which led to her stopping into the office today to check out the turkey and uh, just to see how it was, to see if, uh, if it had found its uh, head yet. And she determined that it had not found its head yet, but she also uh, took a look at what I was wearing and she accused me of having a, a gender identity crisis. What? Yeah. <laughs> she said, you know, cause I'm wearing a, a blue, a, a, a suit coat that has predominantly blue in it. And then I have my pink shirt on. Yeah. She said I was, uh, in the midst of a wow. gender identity crisis. Yeah. Hey, it, what, I was is it rude. just because you're wearing pink? I don't know. I don't know. I have a pink shirt. Yeah, you know, I, I it think, happens. I think she's, uh, that's dangerous, though. That's dangerous uh, territory she's going. She might offend, 
the uh, the pronoun movement out there. So yeah, you gotta watch out for that. All right. Anyway, so back to the county of Erie, Erie County. Mark Polenarts, uh, Mark Polenkarts, I believe uh, is how it's pronounced. The county executive in Erie County. But uh, so Gail R. Bernstein, M.D., Commissioner of Health, signs an order today, November twenty third. And just so you know, this this is coming to this is coming to a a county near you, right? Um, it always starts somewhere, and then it's going to, uh, unfortunately, like a vicious disease, it's going to spread right down the throughway. Um, you know, it's funny because usually things start in New York City, right? Usually the drastic left-wing uh, progressive uh, tyranny starts downstate and then makes its way upstate. It's probably not a coincidence that this particular maneuver is starting at the western end, the most western end of the state in Erie County, which is the county of uh, Kathy Hochul, right? That's where Kathy Hochul originates from, our new governess, uh, Queen Kathy, um, Queen Hochul. What do we call her, Austin? What was the name that you came up with? Uh, was it the Prophet Hochul? Or the uh, the Apostle Hokel. Apostle Hokel. Yes, sir. that's right. Yeah, because she declared that she was sent from Jesus Christ in one of her early on press conferences. But uh, so so Kathy Hokel, who originates from Erie County, uh, now it's that county who comes out first, and we're back we're back on this whole mask thing. So I'm going to read uh, little excerpts from this order, but. What you need to understand about this order and the ridiculous and incoherent and inconsistent nature of this order is that undoubtedly the only reason why this uh, order has been signed and why this order and the mandates that are contained in it are being foisted upon you in Erie County and soon here in Monroe County and then probably onto uh, Onondaga County, but not in not in Rensselaer County, Austin. Don't let me forget about the clip that we have on there from, uh, we'll get to it in a minute, but uh, from the Rensselaer County executive. We'll get to that in a minute. So the only reason why this order was signed was as further uh, coercion, further coercion to get you you, the unvaccinated, to get vaccinated, right? That's how that's how this whole thing is played out, right? Wouldn't wouldn't that be the obvious reason why you are being incentivized financially to get vaccinated, right? When has that ever been the case in the United States of America? When has a government ever had to pay you to get vaccinated? And if you don't know that that's true, then um, you know, I, I probably won't convince you that that's true, but it is true. I called myself. I called the the Monroe County COVID hotline last week, 753-5555, I believe. It's the number that's on the side of that mobile vaccine unit that I uh, put up on the screen last week when we discussed the mobile vaccine unit for children that was at uh, at a local church here in Rochester. But I called that hotline number, and the woman that I spoke with she was so happy. You should have heard the joy in her voice when I explained to her 
that I was calling to find out where I could uh, go get vaccinated. I was asking her about that van over at the church, and I wanted to find out if if that was open to the public and if I could go down there and get vaccinated. Uh, of course, she didn't know who I was and what I was really up to, but she was so happy that somebody had called the number and was asking about getting vaccinated. And she reminded me that uh, when I go get vaccinated, to be sure to ask for my 50 or my $100 uh, gift card, I think was the term she used. Yeah, it was a gift card. And I forgot to ask her uh, who gets the $50 gift card and, and who gets the $100 gift card. But but she mentioned specifically to me that I should be sure to ask for my 50 or $100 gift card when I go get vaccinated. So in the United States of America, you have to be bribed by your government, right? The, the, the virus, the COVID-19 virus, it's so dangerous and it's so deadly. You've heard me say this before. You've heard others say this before, that you have to be tested in order to know that you have it. And you have to be bribed in order to be cured from it. So this order that is signed by Gail R. Bernstein, the commissioner of health in Erie County, when you read through it, it is so patently obvious that this, this is just another step uh, in that policy, in that overall policy of bribing you in order to get vaccinated, right? You, you of course, recall that back in, in the uh, late winter, early springtime, when the vaccine became uh, more readily available to the general public, that the mantra or the marching orders that was out there from the government was, let's get shots in arms, right? Shots in arms means we get our freedoms back. Shots in arms means that we don't have to wear masks anymore. And for a brief moment, if you can even recall anymore, I think it literally lasted for maybe about 48 or 72 hours. There was a brief window in our lives when everybody actually believed that because the vaccine was now available and that people would be free to choose whether or not to get vaccinated, that masks and all of the other ancillary COVID uh, lockdown rules, et cetera, would be lifted. And they were. They were for a brief moment. And then back came Fauci, back came the CDC, Back came your local tyrannical bureaucrats like Mike Mendoza here in Monroe County uh, declaring the dangerousness, dangerousnessness. Whoa, what the hell did I just say? It nailed it. Yeah, I, nailed, <laughs> I nailed it. Declaring, words. <laughs> declaring the danger of the Delta variant, right? And we all need to mask back up regardless of vaccination status. So now here we are and we have a mandate from the Erie County Commissioner, and it starts off with, whereas the Centers for Disease Control currently recommend wearing masks or cloth face coverings for both non-vaccinated and fully vaccinated individuals, ready, based on evidence indicating that fully vaccinated individuals infected with the Delta variant of COVID-19 after vaccination are contagious and able to spread the virus to others. Okay, now remember that part. 
Remember that part where the order starts off by setting the tempo, right? The tempo that is set, the basis that is set for the orders, the actual specific orders that come later in this document is primarily based on the fact that according to the Erie County Department of Health, there is evidence that fully vaccinated persons are contagious and able to spread the virus to others. Yet, when we get to the last ordered paragraph of the commissioner's order, ready for this? It says, let's scroll down to the last page there, Austin, if we could. Can we zoom in on that last paragraph there? Or are the viewers able to see it? I, I can see what I see here on my screen. All right, so it says, it is hereby ordered that any business entity, business operator, or building owner who voluntarily implements a 100% COVID-19 vaccination requirement, which, by the way, what does that mean? What is even a 100% uh, COVID vaccinated requirement anymore now that there's boosters, right? The boosters are obviously in place in effect because the vaccine either didn't work at all, or if you believe uh, even best case scenario, what Fauci would tell you that the original vaccination, depending upon which one you got, of course, starts to wane or lose effectiveness over time. Um, and, and so it leads you to a situation where in order to be protected, you uh, you need a booster shot. So, wh so what does that mean to a business who's trying to follow this order? I, I don't know. Uh, but in any event, it says basically that any business or business operator that implements a 100% COVID-19 vaccination requirement for entry into their facility, business, or building shall be exempt from the masking requirements contained herein. Do you understand where we're at? Do you understand what that means? And there's a whole bunch of gobbledygook in between that's not relevant to this point. But do you understand where we're at? What this order says in a nutshell is that everyone, regardless of vaccination status, must wear a mask while indoors in Erie County, except if the business essentially being incentivized, no doubt, implements a 100% vaccination requirement, then suddenly masks aren't required. I'm trying to make sense of this. And when you try to make sense of something that makes no sense, you run in circles. Do they realize how nonsensical this order is? Do these tyrannical government officials, they must, right? They must realize. They must think you are so stupid. They really must. And quite frankly, a lot of people are, right? Um, so, again, let's, let's try to work through this. Let's try to break this down and see if we can make any sense of it.
because again, when you go through the order, when you go through number one, two, three, four, there's five ordered paragraphs, right? So the beginning part of the order says, whereas, 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 blah, 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 right? It's where they make up the facts uh, in order to establish the premise for what they're about to do to you, uh, what they're about to mandate on you. So we have all the whereas provisions, and then we get into the ordered paragraphs. And I won't read you know, line by line, but suffice it to say, the first four ordered paragraphs, three out of the first four ordered paragraphs start with regardless. Hold on, let me just button up my camera there. Regardless of vaccination status. So presumably the commissioner of health in Erie County understands how dangerous COVID is regardless of your vaccination status, which I mean, don't get me started, but doesn't that beg the ultimate question? Well, then why get vaccinated? So so if, in other words, we have to mandate things regardless of your vaccination status, then what's the purpose of the vaccine, right? Um, so regardless of your vaccination status, paragraph number one, paragraph number two, regardless of your vaccination status, and all of the rest of the ordered paragraphs say, you know, where you have to wear a mask, why you have to wear a mask, when you have to wear a mask, how you have to wear a mask. And then paragraph three goes on to say that, uh, business operators must deny entry and require or compel removal of people who fail to comply with the face covering requirements. And then the last, uh, or I'm sorry, the fourth order paragraph goes on to say, once again, regardless of vaccination status, any person in Erie County who is utilizing public or private transportation, blah, blah, blah. So Again, the theme is regardless of vaccination status, regardless of vaccination status, regardless of vaccination status, except in the last paragraph, as I already read to you, it says that if the business entity has a full vaccination policy in place where they verify that everybody's been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Well, what happened to regardless of vaccination status, right? I told you to tuck it away. I told you to remember this part. Remember at the very beginning, in the third whereas paragraph, it says that based on evidence indicating that fully vaccinated individuals that are infected with the Delta variant of COVID-19 are contagious and able to spread the virus. So what happens to those people suddenly? What suddenly happens to the dangerous Delta variant infected, fully vaccinated individuals who are in my building? I own a building that has businesses. I have multiple tenants in this business. I have customer traffic in and out of my building on a daily basis. So let's use my situation as an example. It's always helpful to use real life examples to show how these ridiculous mandates actually play out in the real world, right? They write these things up in all of this legalese jargon and all this nonsensical jargon. And, and let's look at an example in the real world. Okay. So I'm a business and I'm obviously not in Erie County, but again, like I said, this is coming to Monroe County soon. I'm certain, but let's pretend for a minute that I'm in Erie County and I'm subjected to this order of the commissioner of health. So I have a business, I own a building and it says in here that, um, 
COVID's really bad. I get this order. COVID's really bad. And it doesn't matter what people's vaccination status is because apparently the vaccine doesn't work. So I have to ensure, make sure that everybody that walks into my building, every employee, every customer, every client of my tenants, uh, every client of mine wears a mask, right? At all times. I have to make sure that regardless of their vaccination status, that they wear a mask. And I'm even obligated under the order to forcefully remove them or to forcefully cause their removal, i.e. call Sheriff Backstab or back Sheriff Baxter in uh, to have them physically removed. I guess under that situation, I'm supposed to call the sheriff and tell them that the person's trespassing. Um, I don't know. I guess that's just going to be another one of those turnover arrests. So, so I'm the building owner. And regardless of your vaccination status, I have to make sure that you wear a mask because according to this order, um, even fully vaccinated individuals are contagious and able to spread the virus to others, right? So all of you tinfoil hat wearers who've been running around claiming on Facebook that even fully vaccinated people can spread the virus and Facebook tells you that you're a liar and that you're a purveyor of false information and they put you in Facebook jail and your and your friends and your family members, they yell at you and they tell you that you're crazy and that the vaccine works and that you have to get vaccinated order in order to protect grandma and that if you don't get vaccinated, it's because you don't care about your friends and your family and your neighbors and all of that browbeating, right? Now, we have the order of the Commissioner of Health in Erie County under the direction of the governor, Kathy Hochul, and they've spelled it out in an actual order that they've signed this day. And it specifically states that infected or I'm sorry, that fully vaccinated people are contagious and able to spread the virus to others. Right. So now. I want to make sure that I am protecting everyone, right? Because it's my job, right? When when I wake up in America, it's not my job to, um, I don't know, feed my family, uh, take care of my bills, uh, be personally responsible for myself and my family. But when I wake up in America in 2021, it's my job to first scan the internet to see what mandates have been signed today that require me to protect you right? I have to get on the internet. I have to turn on the news. I have to scour LexisNexis or whatever legal research tool that I have at my disposal. And I have to first determine what new dictates have come down the pipeline from uh, those that are in charge of my life, because that's what this is, right? This is nothing but a government dictate from a dictator. The uh, the order of the commissioner of health in Erie County has signed uh, a dictate today. It, it wasn't a legislative process. There was no open public debate. There was no debate uh, in front of a legislative body. The people didn't have an opportunity to weigh in on this subject. This was just simply a mandate that was signed and you're supposed to live by it. So you wake up, you find out what, what rules you live under today in America, in Erie County specifically, and you find out that you are now obligated as a business owner or a landlord who owns a business or who owns a building that has businesses in it. You are now obligated to make sure that everyone wears a mask 
because even vaccinated, fully vaccinated people spread the virus to others, except that the order incentivizes you to carry out a policy that is in direct contravention to the premise of the order itself. All right. Sorry about that, folks. I think um, Gail Bernstein in Erie County um, pulled the plug here. Technical difficulties. That's correct. No video, no sound. All right, I'm back. Somebody just quickly shoot a message up on the screen. Let me know that you can hear me. Hey, you're back. Okay, thank you, Brittany. All right, so we're good to go. I'll try to pick up right where I left off. Um, basically, I was going through the example of how this plays out, how this ridiculous Erie County mandate plays out in your own business, right? In your own personal life. So as the business, as the business owner, I am obligated to make sure that everyone wears a mask regardless of their vaccination status, because even the fully vaccinated are contagious and spread the virus, except that the same order also incentivizes me to do the exact opposite. The same order in the last paragraph incentivizes me as the business owner to implement a policy that says you can take your mask off as long as you're fully vaccinated. Yes, that's exactly what this order says. If you don't believe me, go and print the order and read it yourself. I, a quick Google search and you'll find it. Just type in Erie County Department of Health mask mandate, November 23rd, 2021. It's right up on the screen here. Pull it up for yourself and read the order. The order specifically says fully vaccinated people are contagious and spreading the virus. Everybody must wear a mask indoors unless the business implements a 100% vaccination policy. Then all of the sudden you can take the mask off and apparently it doesn't matter that you're fully vaccinated spreading the virus without a mask on anymore. So. There is only one simple, logical conclusion, rational, reasonable conclusion to the nature of this order. It's real simple, folks. The government is once again merely trying to incentivize you getting vaccinated. And once again, they're dangling the mask mandate in front of you. Are you going to fall for it again? This is exactly what we lived through in the spring. This is exactly what we lived through in all of 2020, right? Wear the mask, wear the mask, wear the mask. It's just for a short time. 14 days to flatten the curve. 14 boosters to flatten the curve is where we're at now, folks, right? So they told you, oh, you just have to wear the mask until the vaccine's available. Then the vaccine was available. Oh, wait, well, you just have to wear it a little bit longer because we, we, you know, we just need to get a, a few more people vaccinated. We need to have it more readily available. So, so then, and then we need to get it uh, approved by the FDA. Well, all that happened. And again, they did lift the mask mandates briefly, right? But apparently, apparently not enough people for their liking, right? Not enough people for the tens of billions of dollars that they, that they needed to make, that the government needs to make off of the vaccine. That hasn't happened yet. So now we're back to put the mask on 
but you can take it off if you're fully vaccinated, even though the very order says that you have to wear it regardless of your vaccination status. This people is the definition of preposterous. This is the definition of preposterous. Do you not see what they're doing to you? I know you do. I know that I know that the people that are watching and listening understand this. But it's also helpful when they expose themselves and you can read it for yourself because we run around and we know the truth. We can see the truth. We can we can smell and touch and taste the truth. But then there's always that little bit of doubt, right? Maybe we're the crazy ones. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we don't understand. Maybe the government is, is much smarter than us. Maybe we're not following the science until you read this order. Read this order, folks. I don't mean to try to oversimplify this, but if you read this order, and unless you can point to me where I'm reading it wrong, if you read this order, this is all you need to know. This is all you need to know about any COVID mandate, any COVID lockdown, the vaccine. This is all you need to know. It's all about the vaccine. It has nothing to do with the mask. It has nothing to do with your health. It's all about incentivizing businesses to go along with the heavy-handed nature of the government, right? So the government is trying to use mandates and laws and rules to compel vaccination, and it's just not working enough. It's working, right? We saw what happened at the U of R, for example, Rochester Regional Health as well, and other hospitals and nursing homes across the state. We saw that thousands of nurses submitted to getting vaccinated and other healthcare workers submitted to getting vaccinated under the threat of being fired. And then hundreds also refused, but the government doesn't like when everybody doesn't follow along with their tyranny. So then what they do is they try to get private businesses to play along. And if a private business feels like, hey, I don't want to have this interfere with my business. So you're a restaurant and it's Friday night and things have been going well. You're back on your feet. You survived the nightmare that the COVID lockdowns of 2020 were. You survived all of the bureaucratic regulations uh, that were foisted upon you in 2020. And now you're finally getting back on your feet. And oh no, here we go again. You get a letter from the County of Erie that says that, you know, it's back to forcing your customers to wear masks every time they leave their table. Otherwise, um, you're going to be fined and you see an out for yourself. Oh, well, if I just simply put a policy in place at my restaurant that says I am going to verify that everyone's vaccinated, then I can get out of the mask mandate part of it. Maybe you'll play along, right? What sense does that make? Because obviously they're going to find a new way to dangle the carrot in front of you the moment you get fooled again with this one, right? And then, of course, there's the age-old um, things in here that make no sense, right? So, for example, it defines what the indoor public settings are to include grocery stores, churches, big box retail, bars, restaurants, bowling alleys, pool halls, beauty parlors, blah, 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 right? And then, of course, at the end it says, Patrons of bars and any food service establishment may remove their mask while seated in the establishment, right? 
So when you're sitting down in church, when you're sitting down in the hair salon, when you're sitting down in the movie theater, in the in the back row, all by yourself at the mid-afternoon matinee when there's only two other people in the theater, there you have to keep your mask on, right? When you're sitting down in the movie theater, you have to keep your mask on. When you're 12 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet from the nearest person. But when you're when you're in a crowded bar or restaurant this Friday night, okay, or how about Wednesday night? What's the what's the busiest bar and restaurant night of the year, right? Anyone that went to college knows that the biggest bar and restaurant night of the year is what, Austin? St. Patty's Day? No. Oh, well. <laughs> then you, you, know, you went to a different college tonight. Th- <laughs> Thanksgiving Eve. Oh, that's true. Right? That's Thanksgiving Eve is traditionally the biggest bar night of the year. All the kids come home from college, for example. They want to see their high school friends, so they're out at the bars, right? It's just a it's just a big night, right? Thanksgiving Eve. So you're out on Thanksgiving Eve at the bar and the restaurant, and it's packed shoulder to shoulder. And as long as you sit down, you'll be safe from the dangerous COVID, right? As long as you sit down. Have a seat, COVID goes away in a crowded shoulder-to-shoulder bar. But when you're at church, socially distanced in your pew, or when you're at your hair salon, getting your hair washed, and there's only two other people in the hair studio. Or when you're at a movie theater and you're in the back row and there's nobody near you, there you have to leave your mask on. All right. I'm going to leave that one alone for now. But it's not good, people. It's not good because the government, um, they're drunk on power, and they're drunk on the vaccine Uh, mandates. So they are using your personal freedoms. They're they're leveraging your personal freedoms and your personal liberties against you in order to get you to be vaccinated. So here's where I, uh, I always forget about my comments. Let me take a look at some of my comments here. Vicky, Vicky says, here is the truth. The government cannot mandate the shot. So they are pulling out all of the stops to coerce you in any way that they can. Got freedom exercise. That's spot on, right? See, what Vicky just did is she actually succinctly uh, said what it took me 23 and a half minutes to say. That's the truth. That's absolutely the truth. Buy more ammo. It's all bullshit. Also very succinct ways to say, thank you, Patty. Um, and uh, I think that's our uh, good friend Tom Morgan at the We the People Podcast Network uh, reminding you to buy more ammo. All right. So let's move on from that topic. I want to quickly, and again, I get it. I never do anything quickly when it comes to talking, but I want to quickly address the written house situation. I just want to use a quick example, right? So for all of you people out there, who think that uh, either A, Rittenhouse should have been found guilty um, for whatever reason you think he should have been found guilty other than other than the fact that we have laws and a constitution in our country. And quite frankly, you have something called natural law, your natural rights, which is, of course, what our Bill of Rights are based on, your God-given rights, your God-given right to preserve your own life, right? 
Does it get any more basic and fundamental than that? Do we need to have a constitution of the United States of America or a Bill of Rights? Do we even need to have that as human beings to understand the most basic fundamental liberty, freedom, the freedom, the liberty to first and foremost preserve your own life? So with that said, I've heard and I've watched all of the video clips and the interviews, and I've seen the BLM statements out there on social media that say that Kyle Rittenhouse should have been found guilty, that the jury system and that the American criminal justice system is racist, and that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist, and so on and so forth. All right, folks, I don't know what's going on. That's number two today. We have no uh, no real explanation as to what's going on here in studio. So it must be that first I pissed off Erie County, and now I'm pissing off Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it could be the internet. I'm not sure what's going on. We actually just had our internet upgraded last week. So, of course, this is what you get for uh, fixing something that's not broken, right? I always say don't fix something that's not broken because you're going to end up breaking something that didn't need to be fixed. So, um, yeah, so that's what we did. So we upgraded the internet, and now apparently I can't get through an incoherent thought here on the God Freedom Podcast. They need green, green light, Ron says. Ron, do you work for green light? Come on. Let's go. Interest of full disclosure, let us know. <laughs> All right, so let me get back to what I was saying here. I was talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. I was talking about self-defense, and I was talking about the most basic fundamental liberty that we all are born with, and that is our right to wake up every day, first and foremost, and preserve our own lives. And I was talking about the idea from Black Lives Matter, for example, that says that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist uh, therefore, he should have been found guilty. And what I what I like to do, right? You've all heard me say this before, either on this podcast or on uh, Kimberly's Revolution, where I co-host a, a podcast with Kimberly and just Tom. And something that I've told you folks many times uh, is this. Sometimes the best way to show the illogical nature of somebody's position is to kind of run with their position, right? Take their position and use it against them. Take their position to its logical conclusion and show how ridiculous it is, uh, the position that they're taking. So let's use these claims from Black Lives Matter. Let's use these claims from CNN hosts and MSNBC hosts over the past week that Kyle Rittenhouse should have been found guilty because he's a white supremacist and that the justice system is racist and all of the things that they are claiming. Okay, fine. Let's assume all that's true. Let's assume that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. Let's assume that Kyle Rittenhouse showed up to Kenosha, Wisconsin that fateful evening with a rebel flag tied around his neck. And let's assume for a minute that the jurors uh, that were impaneled in his trial all are racists, right? According to whatever definition of racism that 
you at BLM, you at CNN want to use. Let's assume all that's true. All right, good. All that's true, right? Kyle Rittenhouse is a racist. All right, good. We agree with that. Now, Kyle Rittenhouse is also laying on his back in the middle of the street, in the middle of a riot, and a white person who has been chasing him points a gun in his face. Does it matter now whether or not Kyle Rittenhouse is a racist? Right? Do you see how ridiculous that sounds? A white person points a gun in Kyle Rittenhouse's face who is laying on the ground because he tripped and fell after being chased by this white mob. And they point a gun in his face. Now put yourself in his shoes, right? Put yourself in his shoes. The leader of Black Lives Matter, Rachel Maddow, Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon, you're laying in the street. You're on your back. You're being chased. Don Lemon, you're an African-American. You're being chased by three African-Americans in the street. You trip and you fall. One of them points a gun in your face. You have a gun yourself. What do you do with that gun, Don Lemon? What do you do with that gun, Anderson Cooper? What do you do with that gun, BLM person? What do you do? Do you holster your gun? Do you say, please don't shoot? I don't think I have to answer the question. I think I know what you do with that gun. All right, I said I would be brief on that topic. Other than getting kicked off by the YouTube gods, I think I was pretty brief. All right, let's move on to the good old tired mantra of the progressive left that the rich don't pay their fair share. So Joe Biden, and I think this was from a few months ago, but I saw it get replayed this week. Austin, do we have the, the article? Did we get kicked off again? Oh, no, there we go. So Joe Biden is quoted in this article. Is that plain? Yeah, it's up on the screen. Uh, there's no uh, okay. I, or there's no sound on that video. Gotcha. So Joe Biden is quoted in this article as saying that 55 of the top U.S. companies in America, and of course that was after he stuttered and stammered for 20 seconds, uh, saying that it was like 540 companies in the Fortune 500. I don't know how there could be 540 companies in the Fortune 500. But anyway, um, 55 of the top U.S. companies paid no federal income taxes. All you need to know about that is, of course, once again, that is a ruse. That is a headline. That is a talking point of the progressive left that really means nothing. Um, these are the same people, of course, that that scream and holler that corporations uh, shouldn't have the right to vote and that corporations shouldn't have the right to donate money uh, to political campaigns 
and so on and so forth. So, so corporations aren't allowed to decide how to use their money, according to the left, when it comes to political campaigns. They're not allowed to decide how to spend their own money in a free America when it comes to political donations, but it's okay for the government uh, to tax the shit out of them, right? That's what the government wants to do. The government wants to take all of their profits. So, but let's let's disabuse you of this notion that uh, corporate profiteering is some sort of evil thing, right? Look, I own a corporation. Well, I, actually, I do. I have I have one corporation. I also have an LLC, which is essentially. Um, the same thing with a different name here in New York state. And I have an accountant. Of course, I won't give away all my secrets, but corporations aren't set up to pay taxes per se, right? Corporations employ people. Corporations produce goods and provide services. And hopefully for everyone's sake, including the woke leftists who think corporate America is bad, it provides them a job. Those same individuals that scream from the high heavens that corporations are bad and that corporate profiteering is bad are also the same people that presumably would want to get a job, right, from Walmart uh, or GE. You want a job from these people, right? And in order for you to get paid, then, of course, that company has to produce revenues uh, enough to pay you. So isn't that a good thing? Isn't that a good thing that when corporations make a lot of money and then they pay their employees and then the employees pay taxes, right? The employees pay income taxes. That's where income taxes should, uh, should be generated, right? That's where the government revenues should be generated, from corporations earning revenues, paying their employees, and then the employees who are actual individuals, human beings, then they pay income taxes. This idea that a corporation should pay some ridiculous um, corporate tax rate, I don't even know what the current corporate tax rate is, maybe somebody knows, but I do know that the Bidens of the world, they want to up that corporate tax rate to upwards of the mid 30%, 35% maybe, maybe it's 37% what they're proposing. But all that, <clears throat> excuse me, all that does is it incentivizes the powers to be that run these corporations. It incentivizes them to figure out different ways to structure their corporation and pay money out. I can guarantee you that these 55 corporations who are certainly very um, astute companies, right? And they have very smart lawyers and accountants. They know how to navigate the tax code in a legal way, okay? So, for example, if in the year 2020, their books showed a profit of $20 million and the corporate tax rate was 20% and they pay that corporate tax and then find out that in 2021, that corporate tax is going to jump to 35%. Don't you think that they are going to find a different avenue 
to rid themselves of that $20 million profit. And I don't mean in an illegal or an immoral way. They are simply going to get rid of that profit by paying bonuses, for example, things like that. There are ways to move that profit around so that it won't get hit with this ridiculous government corporate tax rate increase. And Joe Biden knows that, or maybe he doesn't, right? Maybe he really is stupid, but he knows that. He knows that. So, so when he gets on TV and he says things like the rich are bad and they're not paying their fair share and we need to increase the corporate tax rate and the top 55 corporations in America aren't paying their fair share, they're not paying any taxes, he knows that he's just placating to his base. He knows that he's just fooling the fools, right? He knows that he's just ginning up the left-wing woke progressive base into thinking that he's actually doing something to help, right? He's Robin Hood, right? He's taking the money from the rich and giving it to the poor. He's full of shit is what he is. That's what he is. He's full of shit. Okay, so before we wrap things up here, it is uh, about a minute after five. We're going to wrap things up, getting in, getting into the hollow. Oh, yeah, the Halloween. Speaking of stupid, getting into the Thanksgiving, <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving break here. So one of the things that I, I forgot to mention, Austin, when we were talking about the, uh, the COVID situation, Erie County, I mentioned the, uh, the Rensselaer County executive. I have a, Yes. So Steve McLaughlin up on the screen right now, Steve McLaughlin, I believe is the County executive in Rensselaer County. And actually let's quickly back up to, to Kathy Hochul's tweet. Can we zoom in on that a little bit? So Kathy Hochul with her vaxxed necklace on, says, I commend Erie County Executive Mark Polenkartz for taking strong actions today to help prevent the spread of COVID-19 in Western New York. This is an example of the leadership we need to see at the local level to combat this deadly virus, right? This deadly virus that, oh, by the way, has a 99.79% recovery rate, um, meaning that you won't die from it. 99.79% of the people who contract COVID, right? So never mind the millions and millions and millions of people who don't contract COVID, but uh, if you're one of the few people that actually contract it, you still have almost a 100% likelihood of fully recovering from this so-called deadly virus. But this was, of course, Kathy Hochul's claim. So she's doing the browbeating, right? She's doing the, oh, look at how great that gentleman in Erie County is where I come from. Look how great he is. And next, it'll be a tweet that says, look how great asshole Bellow, Adam Bellow is in Monroe County. Um, but I don't think there'll be a tweet coming from Kathy Hochul anytime soon about how great the Rensselaer County executive, executive is. Let's pull up that tweet again. So Steve McLaughlin, in reply to that tweet, says, ridiculous. 
I think you've heard me say the word ridiculous about 12 times today. He says ridiculous. It is not leadership. It's frantic stupidity. I love that. I'm going to borrow that going forward. So he says it's frantic stupidity. All Paul and Karts did was carry water for Hochul. What a shock. They are both from Buffalo. She's going to do the same thing statewide within two weeks. Won't happen in Rensselaer County, though. That, my friends, is leadership, right? That statement by Steve McLaughlin, assuming that he follows through with it, that's leadership. Until the leftists change the definition of leadership, right? Because that's what they always do. Once they are fully exposed for their lies on anything, they just simply rewrite the rules like they did with what is considered a vaccination. The, the COVID shot did not even meet the scientific textbook definition of what a vaccination was. And of course, that was pointed out. And then they simply went and changed what the definition of a vaccine is. So Steve McLaughlin is the definition of leadership. What Mark Polenkartz is doing in Erie County isn't leadership. Notwithstanding, you may agree with him. It's not leadership. It's called following the leader. He's just a follower. Adam Bello is going to be nothing but a follower of Kathy Hochul's ridiculous policies out of Albany, which are an extension of Dr. Fauci and Joe Biden's ridiculous policies in Washington, D.C. They're not leaders. They're followers. Steve McLaughlin, he's a leader. I'll leave you with that. You guys have a great evening. Enjoy your Thanksgiving and go America. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every day... We rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.